Welcome, friends, to the Gaijin Animation Appreciation Hour with your hosts, Sig Bisley and Colt Mauser. Before we get started, please be sure to like this video and subscribe for more content just like this. Now, let the animation appreciation commence. Okay, it's been like 25 years since I've seen it. But I did not recall that A Nightmare Before Christmas had that many goddamn songs in it. It's a musical, man. Holy shit. I didn't, it's a musical. I just, I just wanted to see that super slick stop motion. I didn't know I was getting a, 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 a legit song and dance. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. And then we have to talk about that wretched Kamen Rider <sighs> show. Yeah. Kamen Rider Black Sun. Do yourself a favor and just watch <laughs> The original Common Rider Black, or just watch the movies. She gets some more frog oven. <laughs> yeah. Actually, fun Common Rider instead of like whatever the hell Black Sun is. Oh, uh, yeah. We can get like, I got a million thoughts on it. We'll get into that. We got what we watched this week. And above all, the news. The news. All right. So we'll start off with a bunch of different stuff that has now been announced when it's coming out. So the first is Kaiju number eight. Um, 2024. 2024. So I don't believe we talked about it last week. I'll go over it quick, but it's not coming out till 2024. So it's going to be good. Production IG 2024. I think we gave it like a quick shout out last week. I think we did. Like an official. Yeah. Um, moving on. So there's a little more news about the Demon Slayer premiere. So I believe we talked about last time it was going to be back in, um, Quarter three of next year, I believe. Quarter three. Quarter um, Q3, baby. What are Q3 one, I mean. projections? The spring core. So quarter one. Uh, February 3rd. Yep. Oh, you're going by like FedGov quarters. It's funny how they're all different. It would be second quarter. But yes. Uh, but yeah, regardless, um, February, it's coming back. Um, and... It's there's going to be a one hour special to start it up. I'm excited, like really excited. Yeah. Oh no, sorry. April. There's events going on through February. Oh man, I'm April. Le- less excited. It, it is the spring core. It's what y- I you said. You said Q3, and then you said February. Yeah. And I was confused, but kind of happy. It's it's the spring core. No, I'm sad again. No. There's going to be a one hour season premiere. Um. We'll see. They're about halfway through the manga, so you know this clearly is not going to be the last season. Um, don't know quite yet how many episodes it's going to be. I'm assuming another, you know, 12 or 13 or whatever. Um, so yeah, looking forward to it. It's, uh, it's going to get wild. It's going to get wild. All right. Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah. When's that shit coming back? Uh, now it's been announced July. So that is going to be the summer. That's worse than April. Yep. Uh, there's still the movie we got to watch the, the prequel or whatever. Oh yeah. Um, I'm sure I can find it. Yeah, it's it's around there somewhere. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere, but we'll we'll figure it out one way or another. I've um, already figured it out. Yeah, so that's coming back. Um, like I said, official now. That's going to be July. So you got Demon Slayer and Jujutsu Kaisen coming back next year. That's pretty damn good. Solid. That's pretty solid. When's Goblin Slayer coming back? Who the hell knows? Yeah, for the love of Christ, killing me. Very strange. I don't know what the whole holdup is. Like, there's plenty of 
source material. Um, also, coming out next year is the next part of JoJo's, uh, the manga. Um, not the anime, that's already out. Um, JoJo Lands, the JoJo Lands, it's coming out in February. Um, no idea exactly what it's going to be about. Um, I mean, the eighth part ended uh, last August. Not 2022, but 2021. Um, so now it's it's on to the next. Don't know what the hell it's going to be about. Don't know what the hell it's going to look like. It'll probably be weird as hell because especially later JoJo's gets real friggin' weird. Yeah, um, where do you Raptor Dio anybody? There, you know what I mean? No. <laughs> you can only do so much with that. Rocky's a strange man. So anyway, for all you people who love JoJo's out there, I know a lot of people do. It is coming back in February, so you can rejoice at that. All right, speaking of uh, bizarre, and this in this case, perhaps obscure mangas, um, Akira Toriyama's Sandland manga is getting an adaptation in the form of an anime movie in 2023. Huh, that is obscure. Yeah. Um, that didn't make a cool movie, though. Like, Dr. Slump people know about, um, but Sandland is not something that a lot of people really you know, no, talk about with Toriyama. So, yeah, uh, it looks... Very Toriyama-ish. <laughs> so looking forward to it. It's I don't I know nothing about it, right? There's some promo images here. I mean again, it all looks very Toriyama. So definitely be checking that out. Um it's gonna be in theaters, so you may have to wait till past twenty twenty three to actually see the damn thing if you don't have a theater that's showing it. Because you know how long it takes Japan to release these things after oh, forever. Theater. But the visuals they got look pretty damn cool, so you know, go check those out. Japan still depends heavily on Blu-ray money. Well, with the price they charge for Blu-rays, I can see why. Yeah, no, it's like a big part of their model. All right, so next bit of news, and this is a uh, Kickstarter that's out there. Um, so this is to get a 3D HD um, Blu-ray and DVD re-release of Cat Shit 1. Whoa. Dig a deep. Which Catch It One is a strange anime to begin with. Do you want a retelling of the Vietnam War with like bunnies and rabbits and shit? I thought it was World War Two, but Oh, was it World War Two? Oh no, it is it is War I thought it, it was Nam. I think it is Nam. Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. Cause it was named Apocalypse Meow in North America. Yeah. So <laughs> that would make sense. Yeah, very strange. Um but kind of a classic. And uh there is a Kickstarter up. Like I said, they're looking to get about 74K by January 15th. Um, doesn't look like it's got too much yet, but Everybody I would I would think end. it will get funded. Um, if you want to help ensure that it gets funded, I would go uh, kickstart it now. Let's see. I'll pull it up real quick here and see where they're at. Uh, they only got $5,900 of their 75-ish K goal. Um, unfortunately, the goal is in yen so it's actually more than it was before because yeah. it actually popped up a little bit but uh yeah uh if you have any interest in that go check it out and kickstart it so it can actually get made all right so wizards of the coast lately seems to be circling the drain money-wise don't get me started um and they're doing desperate things like trying to monetize D&D, and I think that's going to fail miserably. Oh, they see all that money that uh, uh, those guys I hate are making. 
You know what I mean? <coughs> Critical role. Um, they want some of that cash. They're not going to get it. Like, they don't understand that you, they're not going to get it. I mean, one, that the time for that is actually already kind of passed. Oh, yeah. Um, it's like waning in popularity. And you're never going to get most gamers to just give you a monthly fee or pay that. It's just not going to happen. Oh, God. No. And, and it's kind of dumb because they should monetize it in the other ways, right? Like, yeah, if you want to make movies and TV shows and you can make not shitty books, that'd yeah, be good. not shitty books, action figures, whatever people will buy that. Right. But, and you have plenty of splat books, but trying to make it into a monthly subscription service, like it's never going to work for D and D the OSR rules what do you even are get? free. They're free. That's what I mean. You know what I mean? And there's so many other additions. Go get yourself some old school essentials, right? If you want to play some old school D and D. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and it's set up really well, but, Anyway, um, I say all this because Magic has been doing much the same thing, like trying to make more money, more money, more money, more money. Um, and Magic does print more money than D&D in general, but now they've been doing a lot of crossovers. You've seen like the Warhammer one. And, yeah. And uh, they're doing Lord of the Rings one with um, caused some controversy since the art had a, uh, um, a black uh, Strider, a black uh, Aragorn, which is not even remotely lore accurate, so I don't know. Like, you can't do that with Lord of the Rings. Like, people take umbrage at that. Yeah, it's one of those things. Um, anyway, this one's kind of cool, though. So Junji Ito is actually drawing a magic card. Oh, man, that's going to be awesome. So that's pretty cool. Um, I'll just buy it to have it, even though I don't play magic. So it's going to be in a Phyrexia. Uh, Phyrexia? Sure. We'll go with that pronunciation. Phyrexia set. Um, so it's cool. You know, I, I like it as a guest artist. And, you know, if you're into magic, it's a cool thing to collect. Um so be on the lookout for that. But I don't know. I kind of want to talk about Wizards in the Coast in general in there. Wizards is crazy because they could just do the same thing Warhammer does with the books. Like if they got, you know, good writers. Yes, exactly. Like, you know, they had them. R. They R. didn't want to pay them. Yeah, R.A. Salvatore and like Weiss and Hickman. And yeah. Whoever, right? You could go get. There's plenty of good. They already have established, you know, universe. Like it seems nope. crazy to not just like make. I mean. I would argue that GW makes like probably half their money on books. You know what I mean? Like, because I oh, mean yeah. they sell a lot of models, but they sell a lot of books. I know a lot of people that read the books and don't play the game. At licensing all. video games, like they make money a lot of different ways. Like D and D can do that too. Like they're very under licensed in the video game department. In the everything department, they like barely do anything except I don't know, like weird. I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I get that they're under quote unquote under monetized, but I just don't think the way to do it is try to squeeze more money out of the people who buy the role playing game. Yeah, I don't think it's, it's just, gonna work. It's not, well. There's so many easier ways to do it that aren't like Especially sketchy. when it, just do a new edition launch. Like fifth edition's been out a while. Oh, it's been out forever. It's time for five point five or six or whatever. Like all new books, all new splat. Like that's the way you make the money. Like people like to collect the books. They're not gonna wanna just pay you a subscription service to get rules most people are not gonna want to do nah, that that's like so crunchy and not fun it's just like yeah here's my like shitty rules list especially not one. when every permutation of DD rules is pretty much already out there you know yeah it's in, like in you're subscribing forms. to like facts basically like here we just changed these rules here you go like that's dumb yeah so i i don't know i, I think wanna, i think it's gonna go poorly but i think we'll most see. people want fancy hardcover books i agree with you or cool novels because the rules, it's not like a competitive game. Like, the rules, it's not like they have to be endlessly tweaked. No. You know, like uh, like for a war game or whatever. But, yeah, 
they could come out with a goddamn war game. I don't know. There's there's a lot of ways they could monetize that I think would work a lot better. But yeah, but then they'd have to put in effort. Yeah, which is, it's easier to just like make up some whack subscription. Well, I mean, Wizards is run by a bunch of woke retards that just don't <laughs> they make modules they make modules about working at a coffee fucking they want shop. them esg bucks but that's because they're already circling the drain so yeah i don't know it's a shame but you know if you want to play D, there's plenty of alternatives out there and if you like 5e buy 5e books and you know play but anyway moving on so seven c's we do been doing some news on seven c's over the past six months or so yeah they can't stop fucking up yeah um looks like they're in trouble again so they are saying that uh amazon in europe is not buying their titles anymore so that's weird. europe amazon amazon europe whatever it is is not buying their titles to sell anymore um so that's gotta hurt um yeah you know, europe is a pretty big market i would say so so not sure what it is they're calling it an environmental decision which I think that just means that their books aren't selling and they're just not worth. So you're going to see this a lot. You see this a lot with like the quote unquote woke stuff. You'll see a lot with environmentalism. People use it as an excuse, right? They're using it as an excuse to not do something they didn't want to do to begin with. Yeah. Right. So it's like, oh, we're not selling this publisher's books very well. We're not making us a lot of money. Oh, environmental. Yeah. Yeah. Environmental. We can't. I blame do this anymore. climate change. Right, because then they get to take credit for it and go, ooh, look how good we are. Give us ESG bucks. Yeah, it's like, why would you specific... Like, if you don't want to, like, waste the paper or whatever, why would you just pick one random small publisher? <laughs> like, you yeah. know, wouldn't you, like, you know, just get it rid could of be more. paper? Like, you um, have to read digital shit now. So, anyway. Weird. I, I, it's not looking good for Seven Seas. I, I'm not so sure they're going to be a company here in another... Well, at least it's currently formulated another couple months to a year. I think they, things like this can be a death blow. There was a lot of spending yep. over the last couple of years, and now that that spending's dried up, I mean, you see yeah. it like people I know with small businesses, like you know, just spending in general is way the companies fuck down. that kept themselves basically the same size and didn't grow too big for no reason. Yeah, we'll be fine. Smart, but like the ones that grew. To to you know meet this demand, probably didn't read the tea leaves Why enough on that demand not existing. Why the fuck think that like the COVID free money train was going to last forever? Like you Every, can't even do that. You'd have to just be printing trillions of dollars all the time. Everyone, well, they still are, but everyone thinks the good times are never going to end, and it's just it's never the case. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Once you have an economic downturn, people aren't buying luxury things like RPG books. Even though I'd argue, or manga or whatever, or um, light novels, right? I would argue those things are cheaper than a lot of other things you can spend your money on and provide more yeah, entertainment. Yeah, I'd say but, like that's probably a better. You know, it's like big luxury items that'll probably get killed. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, watches are already going down. Used car market starting to go down. New car market really isn't, but yeah, it's it's gonna happen. Well, the new car market's kneecapped by like demand issues or supply that's issues, supply issues. That's correct. Right, and there's an intentional strangulation going on because they want to push everything to electric, even though they can't possibly push any, everything to electric. But no, do it. I fucking dare you do that you intentionally. So we can all sit in the dark like fucking cavemen yeah. when the power grid fails. Anyway, not a political podcast. I get into it. Not an economic podcast either. Anyway, we're gonna move on. Um, we're gonna move on to the last bit of news here. And for once, for once, Saudi Arabia doing something actually really goddamn cool. 
I hate which, them anyway. I, yeah, I, well, I didn't say I liked them. And, you know, I never thought I'd put those words together. But, but Saudi, uh, Saudi Arabian company called Manga Productions um, has built a life-size grandizer. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Grandizer was like 110 and a half feet tall. God, it's like a skyscraper. It's in Riyadh, um, and it opened on November 21st. So very, very cool looking. It's that is wild. Freaking enormous. So if for any reason you're ever in Saudi Arabia, one, I'm sorry. But two, I would go check this out for sure. Um, just because it's freaking massive. I mean, it puts like the Gundam statues to shame. Hundred in size. feet is massive. Holy shit. That's enormous. I mean, the Gundam statues are like 60-ish, right? 55 to 60. Uh, so it's huge. Uh, and it, it's freaking awesome looking. So go check that out. There's some pictures online. Um, I'm sure there's probably some video out there, too, you can go check out. I would assume so. Uh, but very, very, very cool. Um, and it's the largest statue of a fictional character, apparently. The largest metal statue of a fictional character. Whoa, it's metal. So pretty cool. I dig it. It's it's it, better than another. It looks awesome. It's better than another ugly fucking skyscraper because it's like all they do. Hell yeah! Agreed. Agreed. Though you could probably have like apartments in its feet for fuck's sake. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Like make it a building. Oh hell yeah! That'd be super cool. Yeah. Anyway, with that, I want to end on good news this week because it's Christmas week. That's the news. Boom. Or is it Christmas week? Does it count when Christmas is on a Sunday? What week is actually Christmas week? Oh, my God, madness. Oh, it just hurts your brain. It's Christmas weekend. It's weird. It's like Saturday, excuse me, and Sunday. Yeah. So it's just like a normal weekend. Kind of weird. Yeah, it's going to be strange. Anyway. I had it out like a full week. Like, bleh. Disgusting. If you would like to continue on, Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer. Sure. Uh, We're down to brass tacks now. There's one more episode next week. Basically... I mean, as you would imagine, Yuhi didn't actually want to blow up the planet. Yeah. So he was like, he basically like trained super hard so he could stop her at the end. And then they get into her backstory where like basically once Anima disappears, she's going to die because she had that disease before. And the only thing that makes her, you know, not not dying is Anima's power. Yep. So she wants Earth like she wants to blow up the Earth because she wants Everybody to die with her. <laughs> oh, well, that's basically uh, mighty selfish. Mighty selfish. That's a lot of FOMO. But then, like, at the end, you he's just like, "Fuck it, I'll just die with you," like, because he's a man's man, get it done, saving the earth. And then at the end, they just they're hugging, crying it out, and there's still one more episode. So yeah, so we'll see what the hell happens. We'll see what the fuck see what the fallout is. Anyway, uh, Shinobi no Atoki. I don't. Was there not an episode this week? There either was an episode or I didn't have yeah. time to watch it. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that don't have episodes. Um so we talk about Mob Psycho. So it's the season finale of Mob Psycho. Uh really good episode. Uh finally it is definitely about integrating your shadow for sure. Oh yeah, like Carl Young wrote that episode. <laughs> yeah, right. He integrates his shadow. Reagan does some work. It's pretty awesome. Dimple shows up again, because of course Dimple shows up again. Uh, it's awesome because Reagan finally comes clean. He's yeah. just like, man, I didn't know you were holding that monster in bay. <laughs> at yeah. Bay. Like, yeah, it's it's just a good episode, man. It's a heartwarming episode. It's a good Christmas episode. And, you know, he was always going to get rejected by the girl because she's just, she was always going to reject him. Yeah. But then it's, you he's know. He's a fucking nerd, He's man. talking to her all the time and like, you know, is he really rejected? You know what I mean? She's just, she's, she's just taking it She slow, did man. get asked out by like 6,000 By like guys, everybody. So. She's just kind of sick of it, right? Um. 
So yeah, pretty cool. I, I like the you know all the other psychics coming together at the end, hanging out, whatever. You know, yeah, that was a good having episode. like that um, New Year's party. I was gonna say Christmas party. I think it was like yeah, a New Year's party. It was party. an excellent like finale. Yeah, it was an excellent finale. And now like everybody works for Reagan for some reason. <laughs> like, yeah, which is hilarious. Um, but yeah, just a great. show. Oh no, it was his birthday party. Because remember the cake. It was the cake. You are correct. It was his birthday, but it is. That's right. Because New Year's in the show, New Year's they went up to the yeah the alien town. So it'd be after New Year's. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, yeah but no, it was Reagan's birthday. I remember that. You were correct. I knew they were celebrating something. I get New Year's on the brain. It's a celebration. So excellent show. If you haven't watched it, catch up on it. Like that and and um, One Punch, they're both really good and they're kind of companion shows. So yeah, they really are. Go check them out. Uh, let's see, Chainsaw Man. Oh, they're getting into the nitty gritty now. Yeah, it was episode eleven. Do we watch? Uh, I think it, yeah, it was episode. Yeah, because I think they started like a week later. So Aki makes the the deal with the future devil, and he like barely wants anything from him because he's like, "Your death is gonna be so fucking awesome." <laughs> that was the best. He's just like, <laughs> "Put me in your eye so I can watch you die," because it's gonna be so it's mad. So awesome. <laughs> like, okay. And the future devil is a freaking weirdo. Um, complete dancing weirdo. Yeah, it's just kind of funny. Actually. In the vein of that show, where everybody's a weirdo. Um. He's extra weirdo. Freaking uh, the Yakuza get like freaking got. Yeah, they get it hard. Because, uh, yeah. So do not mess with, um, what the hell's her name, Makima or whatever. Makima, yeah. Yeah, she is just a terror. Um, she just like makes people drop dead all the time. Like, Yeah, Power and Denji are still training. <laughs> and then at the end, it's like the, oh, we're, now we're going to do special division number four is like debut. So yeah. they got to go into a building and the, you meet like the other Special people in the division, division guys, like Sharkhead guy. Yeah, which are all like other types of fiends pretty much. Yeah, like, it's mostly the angel fiends. demon kid, like the the Sharkhead guy who like swims through everything, like Yeah. Oh, the spider chick. The spider leg girl, yep. Uh, and there was that other girl too. I didn't remember what her was. There's there's a bunch of characters they like kind of throw in right at the end. Yeah. I kind of like that. It's just like bam, new stuff. But yeah, they're going to go they're going to clean up the mess from the um you know, last couple episodes where there's still the uh, katana man and that the snake girl, yeah, who need to get taken down. So they gotta get knocked down. A that's basically where it, it ends. Like the snake girl has um, has Aki like in a really bad spot. Looks like he might die, but he, he's not gonna die. So not yet, anyway. Well, that's it, not an epic way to die. No, nah, so. I don't think that the uh, I don't think the future demon would have been into that. No. So very good show remains very consistent. Every. F- Fucking episodes of Mega Cliffhanger, though. And, and good characters. Yeah, it's it's a great it's just a great show. So definitely catch up on that. And then um, the last thing, because there was no Witch for Mercury this week. Uh, you're say yet, Sarah, the one we just watched. That was just a wacky episode. Just a wacky episode. That was more than normal wacky, though. It was just wacky, wacky. This is all about Mendo's sister, <laughs> Mendo's retarded sister. Who's yeah, she's very uh, very much into pranks. And apparently the rest of Mendo's family is as well. So the she's first part fucking prank you to death. Like, yeah. Jesus. The yeah. first part, she's again on an ox cart, just like his mother was. <laughs> yeah, it, was and it takes like five days to get there. So she's trying to bring him like super fresh, like sushi and, and fish and stuff. Yeah, like he he forgot his lunch on Monday, and then she shows up like on Friday with his lunch for Monday. It's all like sushi and shit that goes bad in like five minutes. Oh, but it took five days because you know, traveling by ox cart. You know, she's trying to travel incognito <laughs> in her fucking ox cart. ox cart with like ninja outside. It's ridiculous. Uh, and then what was the other one? Oh, they 
they go to like a New Year's party. This is the one with the New Year's party at Mendo's place that his sister's putting on. And then like it's his sister and his mother and father like basically playing a game. It's almost like shoots and ladders or sorry or the game of life. Yeah, or it's like one of those. One of those type of games, right? Where except they're they're playing it, but like all their servants are using you know, Morboshi and Lum and, like, all Lum's friends show up, like, as the pieces yeah, in like real life. their like, giant retarded house is, like, the board, basically. Yeah, they're making so it. So everything that happens on the board, like, the servants, like, force it to happen to, like, Morboshi and everybody, like, yeah. in the house. It's wacky. So it's just ext- it's just an extremely wacky episode. Um, It's good. I-, I like, you know, it's good, too, that it does seem like there is some character growth going on where, yeah, Mendo's still trying to womanize all over the place, but he's not, like... He's not just being completely anti Lum all the time. Oh, not Mendo. Uh, not Me- or Morboshi. 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 Sorry, I didn't mean Mendo. Mendo is very pro Lum. Um, no, Morboshi. He's like Ataru. He's finally not. He's acting a little more normal, <laughs> like not being completely anti Lum, yeah. which never made a lot of sense to begin with. It's the long haul, man. Yeah. So. Good episode. No teaser on that one at the end. I was a little surprised by. I was probably taking like a week off. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I I think it's going straight through to twenty six. So yeah, I think everything's probably going to take a week off. So yeah, I don't. It's scheduling. So yeah, a lot of stuff is is going to be. Off. I'll check to see if stuff's out this coming week. Yeah, but it's a lot of stuff is getting preempted. Like Gundam we got preempted. See. I think Gundam might get preempted next week too. Oh um, my! Because I remember its last episode is going to be kind of late. It's going to be in like the twelfth or the eighth. Like you know, a week or two after yeah, everything else. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they're doing it weird. They're like stopping after thirteen. Is that correct? Uh, 12 or 13, yeah, which is weird. I Because it's 26 minimum, bare minimum, probably 52. I was assuming it was going to be a long show. So usually, They're setting up for a fucking long show, so I would hope so. Yeah, I usually mean, Gundam will go straight through, you know, two seasons, two core, and then it'll take time off, and then it'll come back with the rest. Um, it looks like they're doing it slower this time. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it won't be that many episodes, but... The pacing feels like it's going to be. It feels be, like a classic, like 50. Yeah, 48 52, to 52, whatever. right? Like, So we'll see. We'll in, see. Maybe in, they're in the classic Gundam style. You know, I don't mind it if they, you know, if they do one core, they take one off, they do another. Yeah, it kind of keeps it fresh. If it comes you know back I mean? quicker, that's fine. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I don't mind when they take one season off and then come back. Like, that's fine. Yeah, that's what they got to do. That's what they got to do. So anyway. Fair um, enough. That's all. That's all the shit we watched. That's it. Except for, except for, Common Rider Black Sun. Common Rider Boredom. Uh, yeah, that's what it should be I'm called. Sorry, so it's an awful pun, but this is not a complete series review because we apps. couldn't even make it through the series. I cut the cord after episode six. Uh, I, I was think. thinking the same thing. It was episode seven. Seven. Yeah. It might have even been episode eight. Oh no, I think it, it was seven or eight. Was we were watching. Eight, yeah. It, Oh, it like is. when you you suffer through all this like backstory and boring shit, and right when they're gonna like, you think it's gonna pop off. Yeah, stuff's gonna, gonna start really happening. Gonna be, like heads getting kicked off. And it's stuff. another boring backstory episode. <laughs> yeah, it's like more Jesus idiots Christ. running through the forest. Like it, this show is so badly padded, it's just it's to the point of unwatchability. Well, it's this weird. It's like basically the civil rights movement in America, except in Japan. And instead, For monsters. instead of black folks, it's kaijin, which are just people who turn into like birds and shit. Monsters. Or like yeah. anthropomorphic bird monsters. Or and, various and show, animals. And the show always tried to be overly serious when the, the designs are all very 
cheesy common writer. Like, yeah, and you never think, tried to be that serious. You think it's going to get wacky and fun at some point, but it's just like, and we've all seen that. Like, especially if you're an American, we've seen that story like to death. Yes, like every single show on earth has done an arc. Like in that style with that message, and it's fine. It's a good message. It's a good message. It's, like, it's a good. It's a good. It's just thing like to do, but I'm this like, is not done well. Yeah, it's like Japan. You don't need to weigh in on that shit. You're not good at it. Like you just no, you're a monoculture, like, and it's not a common writer theme. Like for the love of God, just like kick somebody's head off and call it a day. Yeah, stick some more shit on your fucking dirt bike. <laughs> yeah, not nearly enough. Like common writer fighting going on it's just like i didn't mind the first few episodes because it's like okay it's building something yeah whatever and it's just like it never gets there like i don't know even if it was like the last episode was wild like i don't care <laughs> you know yeah I, I gotta say it's just not. none of the characters are even likable like really at all it's just like no eh. no i mean it's just this awful slog kotaro is all right um yeah i, I mean i get it they're going for a darker tone which I was all in for that. That's fine, but yeah, but it can't be this boring. No, but Docker like uh, wasn't Amazon way better. I heard Amazon's was, was pretty good. But. Yeah, it, like no, it was just like blood dumpster. You know what I mean? That's what I wanted. I wanted just like if you want to make a darker tone, make it ultra violent, or yep. you know, like like those Garo shows. Remember yeah. the live action Garo ones where it was just like super some nice gritty and some Garo yeah, shows like, too. Let me tell you, but it's like uh, it had nothing. Yeah, this is kind of caught in the lurch. It's kind of like caught in the middle. You know, it's not cheesy enough to be a good cheesy Kamen Rider show, and it's not serious enough to be a good serious show, and it's way too slow, and it's way too freaking boring. Oh, my God, so slow. And so many fucking flashbacks to the 70s where people are just running around the fucking woods. This isn't interesting. There's nothing interesting going on back then. That backstory could have been taken care of in one episode max. Yeah, and they. well, the problem is two, and I was thinking about this before. They will have an action sequence, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's popping off, son. And then they cut to, like, 70s backstory, and you're like, what the fuck was that? Like, god damn, you Pacing almost did something interesting. All over the place. And it's like, no, nah, man, it's like random black guy in Japan and, like, black uh, black son and what his brother, the other guy. Yeah. Um, White something. No, uh, Silver Moon. Silver Moon. I was going to say Silver Fog because I'm a fucking idiot, but Silver Moon. The Velvet Fog. And then that chick who like is apparently, I don't know. Oh, fake Greta. <laughs> yes, fake Greta. So it was just like, I don't know. Thematically, it did not interest me at all. And then it was just like written so boring. And I don't know. The pacing's just- bad. I just... I wanted. I really wanted to like this show. I really did. It wasn't depressing because the show was depressing. It was depressing because I was bored because I wanted to like it. Yeah, <laughs> I really did. It's just like, this is bumming me out. I can't watch it anymore. You know, I just... Yeah. It just doesn't have it. It really doesn't. Yeah, like nothing. It Like nothing ever gets going. It's just nope. like this stupid slog. And I don't really care about the Creation King. Like the whole story, it's just like... Why do you want to keep making these things? Like, they needed more backstory on that. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I don't get it. Like, if you're all persecuted and you don't really want to be weird bird people, why are you letting that thing making more? Make more bird people. So then they could be like, so I mean, that was Kotaro's, that was Kotaro's kind of point. Yeah, he's just like, let's kill the Creation King. But it's just like. Yeah, and you know what? They didn't lean into that aspect hard enough at all. Like, the whole underground kaijin, like. 
sales going on. Oh, selling them to militaries and whatever. Like, yeah, that was an interesting angle to take. Yeah, and they like never even touched it. It was just and all they barely this, touched it. They just stuck with this core like corrupt politician seventies backstory like, of yeah. like this one little event that happened. That, like they can't just get around like you had a lot of good stuff there it could have been good there are the good pieces of a show in here but man you can't just do a common rider series that's like talky it's just not fucking interesting at all no that's no. not what i signed up for god damn it no it needed more it needed more action or just be shorter like do a six episode show you know what i mean oh yeah no, tell the be... story shorter oh it would have been actually good if it was compressed i mean at least watchable if it was compressed but like god what was it like 12 I... episodes or something i was 10 but i'm with kitamura on this one like if you're gonna freaking pad something out with other stuff like you can have guys that are fighting all the time like pad it out with like something interesting like mutant fights or whatever <laughs> yeah, instead right. of like oh science we're doing science where it's like not you know some people could pull that off, like Ano did for Shin Godzilla, and he did for um, oh, Ultraman, Ultraman, right? Like he can make those things interesting because the characters are kind of quirky and interesting, right? Like the he's good at that. Whoever wrote this is unfortunately not good at that. I'm sorry. I just this is just not. It's that it fell into that classic Japanese like serious show trap. Yeah. Where no, they're all like that. It's slow, boring, and the special effects are not good enough to be this serious. You need to keep it less serious because those are the effects you have. And I'm not being a whore about special effects. It's, it's the art design of them, too, right? Like, the art design the of the way, kaijin, they look cheesy. Yeah, like they're corny. The way Which they, is fine. And the way they film it is corny, too. Yeah. It makes it look more corny. Yes. because so they, you do, have the they do the usual, like, flap the hands around. Yeah, like, and, like, if you're going to have that, I know that's classic and you kind of have to. But and, you, and you can't, should. But it's just, it's like a tone killer. The tone needs to be more Ultraman. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? You need to have that campy tone, and they didn't have that. Like they were trying all. to be fucking deadly serious. Yeah, it's just like, what is this? Like, this doesn't work for You me. could have done that same story, just not Common Rider. Yep. And it would have been boring as fuck, but at least it wouldn't have been like Common Rider. I don't know. Yeah, I, it's just- It, it reminded it's me, like, and I'm not going to like go off on this, because I don't think they did it intentionally, but it reminds me of like when- you know, they take in like Hollywood when they take IPs just to get your attention, then they do something completely different because yep. they have no interest in the IP. That's kind of what it felt like. And they actually, I mean, they said they watched the original, you know, before doing it. So I bet there's like a tiny bit of that theme in there, but I just, you know. Yeah. And in the prop, like the directors even say, oh, I'm focusing on the sadness of the original. Like, Blech. Get out of here. Like, no. Blech. That's not what makes Common Rider entertaining. No, that is not what makes Common Rider entertaining. You should have those elements in there. Look, Common Rider can have some serious as a heart attack elements in there. That's fine, but the overall tone needs to be a little cornier for it to work. I've it just talked does. to like a thousand people about Common Rider at like random conventions and shit, and none of them watch it for the drama. No. <laughs> no, you want to have some of that stuff so there's stakes, right? You got to have stakes. Hmm. Because it's got to be interesting. It can't just yeah, be Yeah, you got to have awesome evil villain that's just like some Even something plan. like Gaim, which was cheesy as hell, had some good stakes. Gaim was it like worked. deadly serious. I mean, it was Urobuchi, right? It got deadly yeah, serious. Yeah, he was involved for sure, yep. I don't know how much he was involved, but he definitely wrote parts of it. And yeah, no, I know he was like in it. But yeah, no, it got pretty serious towards the end. But that's fine. That was real deal shit. You should do that. Like, I've watched Kuga. Kuga's great. Skip this. Go go back and watch Kuga. Yeah, watch some old shit. I, I, 
I watched Agito as well. Uh, Agito was okay. Agito was okay. Kuga was excellent. So go back, watch Kuga. Um, watch Decade. Decade's hilarious. Decade's short, too. Amazon. I know everybody shits on Decade. Amazon's is the older. I haven't watched that. Maybe, maybe I will do that. Maybe I will watch Amazon's and see if it is indeed better than this because this is just it did not scratch that common rider itch at all and it's a shame because i really like common rider black and the designs from common rider black and the characters from common rider black but this just didn't it was a missed opportunity work. i thought it really was it was fumbled for sure such a shame uh, anyway, that's yeah, all Yeah, I'm not going to shit on it all day, but extreme, this is extreme, this is what extreme disappointment I, sounds like. I, exactly. I do it because I'm disappointed, because it's something I desperately wanted to be good, and should have been good. I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <sighs> all right, well, it's time. It's time. We don't have a ton of topics today, so we're going to move on. We're going to move on to the main event. Uh, so we did a review, because Christmas is coming up. The Nightmare Before Christmas. I was digging through Christmas movies, like animated ones. There's nothing I could even stomach. And then I'm like, man, I haven't seen this in like 25 years. Let's give it another shot. But I forgot that I had so many goddamn songs. <laughs> yeah. So no, And then I was pissed off about all the singing. No one here is a big fan of musicals, so sorry if you are. Um, just I, I don't like people singing I don't mind dialogue. S- yeah, I was just going to say, I don't mind a song here and there, but like, Singing dialogue is very irritating. It, it irritates the hell out of me. I don't know why, but it does. I don't like it. A lot of people love it, so hey, more power to them, but don't like it. Um, anyway, it's it's an hour and 20 minutes, hour and 19 minutes, so it's short. It gets right to the point. Uh, what the hell? So if you don't know, I'll go over it just really quickly. So Nightmare Before Christmas, they always call it Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. It's He, did he doesn't lot. have much to do with he, it. Well, he did the designs. He did the story. It's based on his story, right? Um, he was a producer, but Henry Selick is the guy who directed it. So he also did James and the Giant Peach, and he did Coraline. So just one of the best stop motion animators in history. You know, we talked about Phil Tippett a couple weeks back. To me, Henry Selick is the guy. Oh yeah, this stuff is that's so the, slick. Literally, so the only reason I went back to watch it because, like, if you're even remotely close to mid thirties, early forties, it was like. The most overhyped, fucking cringy thing of the '90s, like Hot Topic, fucking fever. You couldn't escape it. Before it was all Zim stuff and Hot Topic. It was Nightmare Before Christmas, right? Slobs in the mall, just running around the Nightmare Before Christmas, fucking shirts on. Yep. So, anyway, the basic premise is each holiday has its own, like I don't pocket dimension, world, whatever, town, and. uh, Jack Skellington is uh, the pumpkin king in charge of Halloween Town. So they do Halloween, and then he goes into the forest where there's a bunch of trees that will let you travel between the towns. So there's a Thanksgiving one, and then there's there's Christmas, there's an Easter one, there's a Christmas one. So he goes to Christmas Town. And he looks at it, and he's like, "Wow, this is cool. This is neat." Like he's getting kind of bored. He was getting bored with Halloween. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, this this is awesome. I love this. Look at his cheer and all. You know, pretty toys and snow's great and whatever." Um, so he decides, screw this, I'm going to do Christmas instead. So <laughs> let's kidnap Santa Claus and hand out Christmas toys on our own. And it makes for, you know, the worst Christmas ever for most people. Yeah. When he's getting chased by the military and <laughs> all sorts of bad things are happening. Right. So, And then there's a, there's the subplot there with uh, Oogie Boogie, who's like the bo- who is the boogeyman, who's, you know, wants to be ruler of Halloween Town, doesn't like Jack Skellington, is genuinely evil. Like, Jack Skellington is not really evil. 
Like he, he he's got a good heart. He's wacky fun he Halloween guy. Yeah, like he just, you know, he just wanted to do something different, right? Like he's not super evil, right? Whereas Oogie Boogie is evil. Like he will kill you, right? So anyway, that's the basic story. You also have Sally in there, who is a doll brought to life, full size doll brought to life, uh, made by a Frankenstein, you know, equivalent. Yeah, um, mad scientist. And, you know, she falls in love with Jack, and... She gets her yeah. arms ripped off all the time. Yeah, that's the other subplot. She sews him back on. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Um, anyway, that's The Nightmare Before Christmas. I mean, I can't imagine people are not familiar with it, because it's just... It's everywhere, Like right? I said, the most overhyped thing of the 90s, and probably into the 2000s. Yeah, so... Let's talk about, you know, voice cast is excellent, right? So you got Chris Sarandon, who's... He's all over the place. Go look him up. You'll be like, oh, he's in this. He's in this. Yeah, he's in this. Like everything you've you ever know, watched. Using Princess Bride, right? Like he's everywhere. Um, then you got Catherine O'Hara. She was in everything back in the day. She's the mom from Home Alone. Yeah. So if you really want to know, that's that's what she is. Um, also in Beetlejuice, of course. Yep. As the the eccentric mother of Beetlejuice, which is great. Um, you got William Hickey, who's he's one of those guys you can hear his voice. You'd be like, I know that guy, right? Yeah. He's older, but he was in some stuff way back in the day, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s. Um, Glenn Shattuck. So if you remember, the, uh, he's always like the eccentric fat guy. Yes, in everything. He was in Beetlejuice. I was in- Otho. Um, he was in Demolition Man. I was going to say Demolition Man. He's in Demolition Man. But he played like literally the exact same guy. <laughs> he always played kind of the same guy, right? Um, you got Paul Rubens, good old- uh, Pee Wee Herman yep. is one of the trick-or-treating kids. Frank Welker is the dog, because of course Frank Welker is the dog. <laughs> Frank Welker, the voice of Megatron people, he is the voice of like every goddamn animal you've ever heard of, and Fred from Scooby-Doo. Yeah, he made like all his money just doing like bird noises and it, shit. <laughs> every, it's crazy. Like Frank Welker is so talented. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a ridiculous cast, as you would expect, right? Very, very good. Um, and not just like they do nowadays where... And they were doing it back then, too, so I shouldn't say this nowadays, where a lot of times they'll just pick actors because they're famous, not because they'd be any good at voice yeah, acting. Yeah, no, this was well cast. Or fit the characters. This, this, everybody, all the voices fit. You know, it's as good as it would be if you just pick people purely on voice talent, but there are also people that were, you know, famous in a lot of stuff, so it works out quite well. Um, well, and they had to sing. And they had to sing. Also correct. So as much as I hate songs in movies, the singing is actually good. So the voice cast was great. Danny Elfman, so everywhere he did the simpsons theme he did it would Spider-Man be Spider-Man theme. it would be easier to name things he hasn't done. yeah i mean danny elfman's huge right so danny elfman did the music so that does help the music is i don't like musicals but the music is all very good yeah right like it's good movie music you know you can't complain um it's it's just a very well put together movie by people who give a shit yeah right uh, the animation. So let's let's yes, talk the about the animation. The main ingredient is the animation because it's fucking gorgeous. It is so smooth and well done. Like I lot- felt like it was bullshit the first time I saw it because I'm like, there's no way that's not like it's like Coraline, right? Yeah, it's like that's got to be just drawn or something. Because a lot of it is just you'll see it. Like if you watch Mad God, we talked about Mad God a while ago. It's great, but you can see like the classic stop motion stuff, like. You know, little dimples on the clothes, like the clothes move around and stuff because they're moving the dolls around yeah. and, you know, the little things, right? And it's fine because I like that as part of the style, but this has that, like, 
It looks like animation. It's like ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's so well done. And the designs are fantastic. I mean, the, the complete ripoff of the Beetlejuice snake. I mean, it's Tim Burton, so we can do <laughs> yeah, it. But <laughs> you're allowed to rip yourself. It's off. kind of funny. Uh, but the designs are fantastic. Everything looks good. Smart, right? Like, Jack Skellington is super thin, super tall. Sally is not as thin. Like, she's actually got, like, meat on her bones a bit so she can contrast with him. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way that's done unintentionally, right? Like, they do these things intentionally. Um, oh, yeah. And, she, you know, it reflects more. She's more good-natured, so she looks a little more good-natured. Like, Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's... She's not evil and angular. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just great. You know, the, the subplots with the... With, uh, was it Finkel, Finkelstein or whatever? The freaking uh, Finkelstein. Yeah, Dr. Finkelstein. The fake Frankenstein, yeah. obviously. Frankenstein. Oh, yeah, because like she keeps sneaking out because she's bored. He wants to just keep her. He wants like, to keep her you know, there because he created her. And then he gives up eventually and creates like a, a wife for himself. But he uses half his own brain for it. And that's just disturbing. <laughs> yeah, that, that has a lot of implications. Definitely a thing there. Um, Yeah, you know, it. It's just good. Like, it's just a very well done. It's very pretty. It's very well animated. It's not too long. Yeah, if you don't like musicals, you do got to suffer through the musical bit. But the music, I made it. I survived. The music is actually very good, yeah. which helps. Um, yeah, like I said before, like the singing is actually, you know, well done. And the, the lyrics really good. aren't completely cringy. You know what I mean? A lot of times not that's really, the problem. Yeah. The nah, lyrics I mean, are it fine. really wasn't that bad. It's just too many songs. Yeah, I'm just not a fan of musicals. Um, yeah, so it's. It's an absolute classic. You know, we don't talk about American stuff a lot here. Um, and, you know, for stop motion, you kind of got to go to the American stuff, right? Like, yeah, the Japanese just didn't do as much of it. They they prefer the guy in suit approach, right? Yeah. You know, we have all the Ray Harryhausen Everybody classic has their stuff. Jam. Yeah. And, you know, someone like, uh, you know, Henry Selleck is a good inheritor of that, you know, Ray Harryhausen style where it's just very well done animation. Now he did full animated films where Harryhausen is usually mixing it with live action, but um, yeah, just, I, I can't, I can't say anything bad about it. I just can't. No, nah, like no matter, even if it's not your jam, it's just too well done. You it's can't paced really, well. You yep. can't bitch about it. It's got no off themes. It's got nothing where you're like, that doesn't fit. That's No, nah, it's like nice stock storytelling. They get to the point. Yep. Like, if you don't understand Christmas, you're going to fuck it up. <laughs> That's basically Yeah, that. it's like, you know, it, it's okay to love these other things and take from them, but do what you're good at, right? Like, if you're meant to do this thing, do that thing. Exactly. But, you know, it makes sense, right? Like, you get bored, you've been doing it for forever, so it's got a lot of very human themes for a, a movie they that have doesn't Hall- really have any humans in they it. They have Halloween, and then they spend, like, 364 days planning for next Halloween. Yeah, exactly. You can feel how soul-crushing I, that I, I might be. I think that, that would tire me out. So yeah, it's just it's a great it's a great piece of work. I mean, easily the best thing. Like if it came out this year, it would be the best thing Disney's done by far. Oh god, right? By like leaps and bounds. As a matter of fact, if it came out this year, it would be the best thing Disney's done in, in the decade. last like decade. Yeah, yeah like it's it's wah, very wah, very wah. good, an absolute classic. It so. kind of harkens back to like the heyday of those kind of movies too. Like the '90s had some really solid. You know, just ah, family movies, yeah. I guess. You know, it's kind of like the last gasp of like nice 
family movies where they weren't like dissecting everything and the they were just subverting expectations and yeah and like you know oh you're supposed to like the villain even though we didn't make them likable yeah like, and that's the like, thing like <laughs> like the message of new disney movies is like accept evil <laughs> yeah like oogie boogie does not have redeemable qualities Nah, he's just a piece of shit he's a stock villain you're not supposed to like him and you don't like him you you cheer for him to lose and jack skellington though he is a flawed hero He's, you know, he's in, he's an interesting character and he's charismatic, right? Well, his intent was never to be evil either. He just yeah. he just like clearly did not understand like the process And you get some character Christmas. growth and it's it's just good. It, yeah. It, it, no, just a nice very well done. Uh, I don't even know if it was it kind of is a hero's journey. Oh, a little bit. A, a little piece bit. of one anyway. Yeah, a little bit of a chunk of one. So yeah. But, yeah. If for some game. reason you haven't seen that before Christmas or you you know, or you need were, to refresh yourself. Or you were sick of fucking hearing about it back in the 90s. Yeah. That was me. I was just like, God damn this movie. And I'm yeah. just like, you know what? I've been doing that a lot lately. COVID made me go back and watch a lot of things I didn't like back in the day. And I was pleasantly surprised by a bunch. Yeah. So. so go check it out. Um, it's very good. It's fortunately streaming on Disney Plus. But, you know, do what you got to do. Steal, Find it. Give it a watch. Steal somebody else's for a day. You know, it's a good family movie if you got that going on. Uh, so, you know. It's a good Christmas movie. It's a good Halloween movie. It's whatever you want it to be. So go check it out. Solid. Anyway, short episode today. That's about it. Get ready for Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas to all. And to all a good night. Yes, sir. So uh, that's it. We'll catch you probably two weeks. I think after first of the year, we'll get back at it. So as usual, have a fantastic holiday. Don't trust the government. NFTs are a scam. Crypto's kind of a scam, too. That's how I'm feeling lately. Non-Bitcoin, but yes. Yeah, I think Bitcoin's still probably just... It's just going to end up just being Bitcoin and nothing else. Maybe Ethereum will live. There you go. Anyway, I'm not going to bore you to death. Non-economic podcast. (laughs) And to all a good night. Well, that's all for today, everyone. We'd like to thank all of you for tuning into another episode of the Gaijin Animation Appreciation Hour. Please remember to like and subscribe, and may your entertainment be always, well, entertaining.